Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode three of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. This week's question uh, is going to be looking in the topic of creation. And specifically, a question we had submitted was, why is it important to believe in a literal seven-day creation? Now, this is a great question. I, If anyone knows me, I love Old Testament stuff. That is definitely a focus of mine where I love studying it, teaching it. Um, I just think there's so much there to unpack in the Old Testament that we often overlook. Uh, but... And so Genesis account, creation account, is definitely near and dear to my heart. And so uh, excited to talk about this question here in creation. And so um, as you can tell from the question, like I would hold to a literal seven-day creation. And so let's talk about that of why this is important. And so kind of some caveats here. I think um, I'm going to focus on the question itself, okay, of why is it important to believe in a literal seven-day creation. And so there's a lot of different approaches to the creation account of uh, different things, like well, some people just flat-out reject it, right? Uh, there's something called like theistic evolution, which is kind of like God used evolution to accomplish his goals kind of a thing. And, um, and some people even think like, oh, well, this is Genesis 1, the creation account's just another myth, like a lot of uh, different ancient civilizations had creation myths. And so that's just another one of those. And so I'm not going to address all those things. Um, I think it is important to address those. All those have different issues that, um, I think aren't really in this question. Uh, and so my hope is in the near future here in our 10 minute theology series, I'll be getting into, uh, the creation and talking about that as we talk about God, the creator at some point here in uh, upcoming episodes. So a teaser for that series. Uh, and I will dive deeper into kind of how do we think about those approaches to the creation account, but I'm not going to focus on those here. Here, I'm just going to focus primarily on the question at hand of just more so why is it important to believe in a literal seven day creation? And my thinking then is in contrast to, uh, taking this as non-literal. So my assumption is, uh, whoever's asking, uh, is that they still believe God is the creator. Okay, it's not like a evolution type of thing, sort of thing going on. Um, but they're holding God as creator, but like a longer period of time. And so that gets into uh, some of these theories of like something called like the day-age theory, which is uh, that holds that the days mentioned in Genesis 1 are not to be taken as literal days, but instead periods of time or epics of time. Uh, and that could be from verses like um, a day is like a thousand years for the Lord and stuff like that. And so, so kind of use some of those things to talk about. It could be referring to expanded period of time um, or like some call a gap theory, which is in between maybe like verse one and verse two of Genesis, there was actually a gap of time, uh, like millions of years or something. And so uh, that's normally like kind of the things and that would 
somehow bring length of time into the Genesis account. And so I guess to start off, I would want to kind of preface this by saying if like we're talking about if someone who believes in a seven day literal creation uh, to someone who believes God created everything, but just took time to do so. Um, this is not a salvation issue. This is not like a divisive issue of um, you can't, that's going to divide fellowship, right? Uh, but it's still an element of theology. It's still an element of God's word that we should hopefully want to think through and have a right understanding of. And so I do think it's still important. And so even though it's not like a salvation issue type of thing, of if you hold one or the other, it's like doesn't mean like you're not saved or something like that. Uh, but it still is important to think through. And as I'm going to explain here, it has ramifications. And so kind of tying into this question of why it is important to hold to a literal seven-day creation. Uh, my kind of main reason here is that I think it impacts how you approach Scripture as a whole. Okay? It impacts how you approach Scripture as a whole. This is my main uh, reason for why it's important. Okay? Is because, and what I mean by that, is that Genesis 1 is written in such a way, and I'll kind of unpack this in a moment here, that I believe it is literally saying like that this is a literal seven-day creation, and um, it takes different efforts to try to communicate that. And so, for example, I think you have wording used um, where you have all this happen day one, Day two, day three, like I think Moses in writing this is being very clear that this is a day, that he's kind of doing it sequentially, like day one, day two, um, that's what he's doing. And then to even clarify that, he it says like, and there was evening and there's morning, day one, right? Like, And so there seems to be this emphasis that Moses is using here on... 24-hour periods, that this is literal days. And so to the point where like when the Israelites were reading this, that they would understand this was a day. Like how else could you communicate that? Like without him <laughs> kind of saying to in their writing, uh, day one, and by the way, I'm referring to a literal 24-hour day, right? Apart from him saying that, I think this is as clear as you can get, right? Where he says there was evening, there was morning, day one. There is even there is morning, day two, right? Like he is being as clear as he can. And again, thinking in the context of the audience, like that's how the Israelites would have understand understood that, okay? That this was to be taken literally. And so, and we see that even unpacked in like Exodus where uh, the model of the creation week becomes the model of the week for Israel where they are supposed to model that and how they work for six days, and then rest on the seventh, just like God worked for six days in creation, rest on the seventh. So I don't think they would have heard Moses' teaching and then questioned, well, oh, by like a day, do you mean like a thousand years or something like that? Like it would have been in their mind, like, no, it's a day. Like that's what he is doing. And so I think um, Moses is trying to be plain here. And, and to go even on a more kind of nerdy level here a little bit, Go with me here. Um, the The grammar itself, um, Old Testament written in Hebrew. And so the Hebrew Old Testament, the Hebrew grammar of Genesis 1, 
some people have done some statistical kind of analysis things and examining the certain verbs that are used. And they found that uh, there's a certain type of verb for those of you who are interested, it's called a viactol. So again, getting in the nerdy depths here of the Hebrew language, uh, it's called a viactol that they found as they examined the Old Testament, the grammar of the Old Testament, that when uh, narratives, okay, narrative sections of scripture that are historical accounts are normally dominated by this type of verb, these viactols. Compared to, like, let's say, poetry, like in the Psalms, viactols are more rare and so aren't normally present there as much. And so what they found is this kind of correlation between the presence of this type of verb and whether something is historical narrative or poetry. And what we find in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1 in the creation count, is this presence of these viactal verbs, this type of verb that dominates narrative sections. And so uh, to the point where they kind of do the statistical analysis, it's statistically impossible essentially to say this is not a historical narrative account, okay? And so you might think, why are you going down this path? Why is that important? Well, it's important because if that is in fact a historical narrative, okay, it should be read as a historical narrative. Makes sense, right? And so when you come across then the word of a day, you should take it as what? A day in a literal sense, just as if you're reading like the account of David or something and it talks about him doing something in a day, we don't think, oh, he must have done that over a long period of time. No, we understand it as, yeah, no, it's a day. That's a historical account. And so in the same way, Genesis is written in that way to where it should be understood as when it says a day, we should take it as a day unless there's something in the text to move us in a different direction to show us that we should be understanding this not literally. But like I mentioned before, the text does the opposite of that, right? It pushes us towards a literal understanding. It pushes us towards saying day one, day two, like, and it says uh, there was evening and morning, day one, right? Like, and so there's an emphasis on understanding day as a literal day is how we would normally understand it. And so, the text itself is pointing us in the direction. And so then, again, this is kind of a long way around here. I um, hope you're still tracking with me of, okay, so then, so why is it important? Because then if you don't read Genesis in that way, right? If you don't read a historical account in Genesis that is statistically uh, almost positive, right? Like a historical account based on the Hebrew grammar and kind of the wording there. If you don't, take those portions literally, then how does that then affect your approach to other historical accounts listed? Okay, it kind of, it, it opens the door, right? It opens the door of possibilities to then say, I don't know, like, again, this is more of an extreme example, which most people don't kind of go to, but, um, but it opens the door to it, right? Is, well, okay, yeah, I know the resurrection of Jesus, like, that's written in a historical account, but, like, that's just, like, the writer being, I don't know, exaggerating or something, right? And so you can start to explain away even more crucial things, right? Like, the resurrection, the cross, or other things, because if you're not going to hold to the historicity of one portion of scripture, why would you hold to the others? And so it kind of opens that door, 
to, again, that danger of, yeah, if you dismiss one, why can't you dismiss another? Okay? And so that's really kind of my main reason of why it's important to hold to a literal uh, seven-day creation um, is because it affects how you view all of Scripture, how you handle God's Word. And so if we can kind of move things around or kind of ignore maybe certain like directions the grammar is trying to lead us in and then why can't we do that with other portions okay and so I think it can be that slippery slope where we kind of crack the door open and again I don't that doesn't mean to say like if you don't hold the seven-day literal creation you're like gonna reject the resurrection all these different things I'm not saying that but I'm saying it kind of cracks the door open it kind of leaves that possibility out there okay uh, because you've kind of set a precedent there. And so that's kind of my main reason. And and I think um, just kind of going off the top of my head now, like I've just, you can probably think of some other things of just, it also creates other issues, right? Like I think one writer I was looking at, they kind of mentioned, okay, well, if that's the case, if these aren't like literal days or something like that, like how old is Adam actually, right? Because Genesis does actually give an account like of his age, okay? where I forget, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, I don't have that Bible trivia down of how old Adam was when he died. But if that was the case, like, that one day that he lived, like, okay, like, how does that work? If that was, like, a thousand years or something, like, then that that math's off, right? And so you start to get some other issues that start to kind of go from there. And so I think the idea is we want to be consistent with what Scripture um, like how we handle scripture, right? We want to be consistent with that. And so again, kind of this idea of hermeneutics of how we study the Bible. One of the kind of mantras that people throw out there is like, if the plain sense makes sense, seek no other sense, right? And so when we want to take it literally where it's meant to be taken literal, we want to take it figuratively where it's meant to be taken figurative, right? And so we want to be consistent. And so in this, in a historical narrative, we want to be consistent and take it literal as it should be, right? Um, or as it's most likely intended to be, I guess I should say. Um, so I think it's that. I think there's also this other aspect um, for me personally of why I think it's important because I think it also, if it depends on what is your starting point here. Because I think if you start with scripture, I think it, it's hard for me, like, and this is where I've, like, personally in my own, like, thinking through this, right, this has been one of the more um, kind of big reasons why I end up holding to this, right, is because when you start with Scripture, again, I don't think there's anything in that account that points you to anything other than a literal seven-day creation. But when you start with kind of, I guess you say science or like an like looking at nature or like if you start there and like and you want to then try to fit that into scripture, that's when you start having, I think, these other kind of possibilities of, oh, maybe there's a gap in these verses, or oh, maybe these days aren't literal days, right? Like and so I think that's an issue for me is I think I want the Bible to be that authority, that foundation. And again, that doesn't mean we can't utilize science. Uh, to kind of help us understand parts of scripture, right? Like that is true and that is awesome. 
Um, there's been a lot of people that have done those things, and it is awesome to like see how the Bible does work with science and all that, right? Like the Bible's not necessarily anti-science or anything like that. But I think when you start with scripture, when you start with just the text of Genesis 1, I don't see how you get to a non-literal seven-day creation, to be honest. It's only when you start with the other. And so I think for me, it's that priority of like when I, like I want people, when I kind of engage this topic with people, I'm like, okay, let's engage the scripture, right? Like I'm not a scientist, right? I'm not, I don't know all those details. And I know I've read enough stuff like to where I can see, yeah, like science works with taking Genesis 1 literally as seven-day creation. But I'm also not going to argue from that science point. I want to argue from the text itself. I want to argue from Genesis. What is Genesis communicating? And so talk with me there. And I think when you start there, when you're there, it's hard to come off of a seven-day literal creation. Okay? And so um, I think it's also that of kind of where do you start? Do you start with scripture? Do you start with science? And kind of work that out. Um, So that's kind of my reasonings. Um, Again, my biggest one is how you approach Genesis 1, right, from the very beginning of Scripture will impact how you approach all the rest of Scripture. From Genesis 1 through Revelation, it impacts all of it. And so for me, I want to be consistent, okay? I want to be consistent in how I handle things of when I'm reading historical accounts, I want to be consistent of how I approach those. When I'm reading poetry, I want to be consistent, okay? And so that is why I would say it's significant, it's important. And like I mentioned, uh, in our 10-minute theology series, I'm hoping to, in the near future here, do a more deep dive into this topic of creation because I think there's so much more to be said here, Um, especially, like I said, in addressing other things of kind of like the theistic evolution or uh, the myth, like as a myth, like creation as a myth type of thing. Um, There's a lot to unpack there, and I want to deep dive into that and even go a little bit more into like talking about the day age theory, gap theory, and kind of the issues with some of those things. Um, and I want to unpack all that, but that's kind of in that place. Uh, but for now, I'm again, trying to be good of sticking just to the question at hand. And so I think that's why it's important to hold to a literal seven day creation. And so hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully we're tracking with that. And, and again, if you have any other follow-up questions on that, or if I didn't explain that well, please, uh, Feel free to contact me about that, ask me further, submit more questions about it, uh, whatever that is, and I'd be happy to answer those things. But that's going to do it for uh, today's episode here, and we'll catch you next time.